The Gemara says that although this king, Hispinus Caesar, returned back to Rome, he sent Titus back to Yerushalayim to finish the job of destroying Yerushalayim. Titus not only destroyed Yerushalayim, he blasphemized the Shem Hashem, i.e. he raped a woman on top of an open Sefer Torah in the Kodshei Kodashim. He cut open the Parechas and it began to bleed. This was a ness. Titus thought he killed, he had killed the Rabbi Nishlein. He then made a net from the Parechas and put all the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash and put them onto a ship so that he could exalt himself in Rome because of his victory in Yerushalayim. It's interesting to point out, if you go to Rome today, near the Colosseum, you can see the Arch of Titus, which has the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash engraved on it. Many believe that some of these Kalim may still exist inside the vaults of the Vatican. A Abascal went out to Titus and cursed him. As a punishment, an insect came, went into his nose, and chopped on his brain for seven years. And when he died, they cut open his head and found a very large insect the size of a bird with nails of copper. Whoever teaches and hurts Klal Yisrael, it's like touching the eye of a Kaddish Baruch And whoever makes fun of Divrei Tzadikim is punished in Gehenim with Tzorah Rosachas. Rabbi Lazar said, Look how powerful the Avera of Busha embarrassment is. Since HaKadosh Baruch Hu had decided to destroy the Beis HaMikdash, he needed to choose a vehicle to destroy it. So because of the Busha to Bar Kamtza, he became the instrument to have the Beis HaMikdash destroyed. In the time of the Beis HaMikdash, they used to bring a rooster and hen to the Chassan and Kala as a good simon for Pirya Berivia. The Caesar, the Melech, since he saw a miracle happen to Klal Yisrael, he decided to leave them alone. Klal Yisrael, instead of saying Halel, they partied and lit torches all night, which were seen from miles away. The Caesar thought they were laughing at him, so he got up and killed them for three days and three nights. The Gemara says Eretz Yisrael is compared to a tzvi, to a deer, but it can only hold a lot of people while the Jews live there. But if the Jews are not there, it cannot hold that many people. It actually stretches while they're even living there. The people of Kfar Svanya Shal Mitzrayim were tzaddikim. So why was it destroyed? Our answer is because they didn't mourn properly the destruction of Yerushalayim. Simchu es Yerushalayim begilu the 80,000 horn blowers of war who had soldiers behind them, they went into the city of Betar and killed tens of thousands of men, women, and children, the blood of whom flowed all the way to the Yam Hagodol. Naaman became a Ger who kept the Shavu Mitzvahs B'nai But Nebuzadrein became a full Ger. In fact, the grandchildren of Haman learned Torah in B'nai Brak. The Kesar killed hundreds of thousands of Jews. Hakol kol Yaakov of Hayadayim Esav. All times Jews are killed, there was always Zare Shal Esav who are involved. Rebbe Lazar says, when someone uses their tongue to fight, you better hide, because the war that comes out of it can be terrible. From the Pasuk of al Narais Bavel, David was shown the Churban by Yisrishan and the Churban by Yisheni. The Gemara brings down there was a Maisa that 400 children were captured and taken to Rome to do immoral things. They knew what they would be used for. So based on a Pusik and Tillam, they jumped off the boat and committed suicide. First the girls jumped and committed suicide, then the boys jumped. Taisvis, in light of the Gemara and Abaydazara Dafyudchas, questions the permissibility of this act, as is brought in Aladaf. The Gemara there states that when Rebchanina ben Turadyan was burnt at the stake by the Romans, they put damp sponges on him to prolong his agony. Nevertheless, he did not remove the sponges and end his life, even though he was about to die anyway, saying that only the one who gave him his life can take it away from him. Why then were the children allowed here to take their lives? Taisus answers that the children feared they would come to sin, either because they would be unable to withstand the torture, or they would be physically forced to do what they didn't want to do. Rabbeinu Tam derives from this that in the case where one is in a situation 
where he is afraid that he will be coerced to sin, and he does not think he can withstand the torture, it's a mitzvah for him to take his own life. The Ritva cites an additional proof to Rabbeinu Tam's opinion. The Medrash in Bereshis, that derives from a Pasuk that one is prohibited to commit suicide, states that in a case similar to Shaul, king of Yisrael, it's permitted. Rabbeinu Tam explains that Shaul committed suicide because he was afraid that the Plishtim would coerce him to sin and he would not be able to withstand the torture. The Ritva, in fact, cites the French Gedalim, who ruled Halachalamaisa, based on the above sources, that in times of Christian persecution, people should kill their own children rather than allow the Christians to abduct them and raise them as Christians. The Marshal and other authorities, however, disagree with this rule and maintain that it's forbidden for one to take his own life under any circumstances. Rather, one should firmly commit himself to withstand all tortures and rely on Hashem's help. He's especially against killing children because in any case, they would not be liable for the sin of accepting Christianity as they would be deemed anusim, forced to sin without a choice. Chana, who had seven children, the first son of Chana was brought in front of the Kesar to bow to the Avodah and he refused, based on the Pasuk of Anechi Hashem Alekecha, so they killed him. Then they brought the second son, and he also refused, so they killed him. And they killed all first six of her children. To the seventh son, the king said, I'll drop my ring on the floor, and you'll pick it up, so it'll look like you're just heeding my command, not bowing down to Avodah Zarah. He also refused, so they killed him too. But she said to him, Tell Avram Avinu when you get up to Shemayim that he brought one son to the Mizbeach, but I brought seven sons to the Mizbeach. She also went up to the roof and fell down and died. The Gemara says a person should never demonstrate shechita or tzaras using himself as an example, since it's not a very good skula. I.e. as the Marsha says, Al tiftach peh lusat. Reish Lakish says, Tyra can only be mekuyim by someone who kills himself for Tyra, meaning he kills his yetzer as the Pasuk says, Zos taras ha-tayra adam kiyamos ba'aya, ein divrei tayra ala b'misha meimis atzmai ba'aya. Dachnun ches. Forty saw boxes of tefillin were found on the heads of those who were killed in Beitar. Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya came to a large city near Rome, and they told him there was a very beautiful child who had been captured and thrown into jail. He asked to see the child and quoted the first part of the Pasuk in Yeshaya, to which the child quoted the end of the Pasuk. Rabbi Yeshua then said that this child will grow up to be a Meirah Rabbi Yisrael, and Itaka did become the great Yoshua ben Elisha. He had a son and a daughter who were captured, and they were very beautiful children. Both were thrown into jail and cried on each other's shoulders. On these two children, the Pasuk in Yirmiya says, Al-Ela Ani Baychia. There was a Misa where a servant succeeded at stealing both his wife and the money of his owner. At that moment, the Gzardin for the destruction of Yushalayim and Betar came. Rav says the only time we say that the sale of land with a sikrikun is not good is if the sale was bepeh, but if it was done bishtar, then it is good. Shmuel says that it's not even good with a shtar, but one needs a chrayis in the shtar for it to be a good kenyan. If Ruvain lives on Shimon's land for three years, and Shimon does nothing, Ruvain is kind of the field bechazaka. And if Shimon sells it to Levi, Ruvain can't go to Levi and take it back and ask for the 25% rule. We know that if someone buys land from a sikrikun, from an extortionist, he's kind it but he must pay the original Jewish owner of the land, Midrabanan, 25% of the original value, since he probably got a bargain. The Sakrikan probably sold it at a distressed price. Therefore, the second Jew who's buying this land that was extorted from the original Jew can't make, Jew, can't make money on the first Jew's cheshman. Therefore, he has to receive and he has to be paid out 25%. But here, this isn't good. What when we say that he has to pay 25%, what does this mean? It's a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel how much this is. 25% of the original value or 25% of the purchase price from the Sikrikun. And the original owner can state whether he wants money in cash or karka. Tafnuntes. In cases of mamanis, 
Taras and Tumas, when we have a convening of Bezdin to make a ruling, we first ask the greatest Talmud Chacham for his opinion. But in Dinei Nefashas, we're maschilin minatzad. We ask the smallest Talmud Chacham first, and then we move up the line to the bigger one. From the time of Moshe Rabbeinu until Rabbeinu HaKadosh, till Rabbi, we never had someone who was Taira Ugdullah B'Macham Echad. We never had someone who was the greatest Talmud Chacham and the leader of Klal Yisrael all wrapped up in one. The Mishnah. One who cannot hear or speak, Midaraisa cannot make Kinyanim. But the Midarabanan, they can make gestures in order to make a Kinyan. This is so this person can live a life. Otherwise, how is he going to buy a loaf of bread if he can't make any gestures and make a Kinyan? Ben Becerra says he doesn't need to make a gesture, but simply motioning with his lips is enough. The Mishnah also says, Pu'utais, these are Ketanim who are under the age of our mitzvah. What they sell is sold, and what they bought is bought. Since if they're Yusayimim, they also need to live. Therefore, they have to be able to do something in order to make a Kinyan. And the Gemara says, all of these halachas are by metaltalin, but by gitin or karka, the actual kinyan needs to be much stronger. Next Mishnah. Here are some other takanas that were made for Darke Shalom to keep peace. Number one, in Shul, the first person to get an aliyah by the Torah is the Kayan. Then the Levi gets an aliyah, then the Yisrael. Number two, if there are many houses around the Chatzar, the Rabbanon made a takana of Eruve Chatzeris. Really, we know, Midaraisa. Only a Rishus Harabim is usher to carry in. But to carry within a Chatzar is mutter. The Takana was, we need an Erev Chatzeris to prevent people from actually carrying by accident into a Rishus Harabim. How do you do this? You put bread in one house. But the Gzera Mishum Darkisham is that you keep it in the same house all year, but you don't change. So people should know that the Erev exists. If people need water from a canal, the one, this is number three, the one closest to it gets to take water from it first. The Gemara. The order for Aliyahs in the Torah is learned from the Pasuk in Devarim. Why does it say B'nai Levi? It's obvious. The Kohanim are B'nai Levi. Gemara answers, when it comes to Kibud, to Kavud, first we give to the Kayim, then we give to the Levi. Rabbi Chiyabar says, we learn it from the Pasuk in Vayikra. And the Rabbim explains that the union of Vikidashtai, giving Kavud to the Kayim, is really an extension of Kavud to the Rabbi Shalom. By honoring the one who brings karbanas, it's like honoring Hashem. The Gemara says we honor the Kayin by letting him getting the first covered by Elias, by being able to bench, and by getting the first right to the best miser money. Many mitzvahs in the Torah are really mibnei darke shalom, because of the Pasuk, the Rachaha darche nayam, the Chol seha shalom. The Gemara says the Balabayis who makes the motzi in the house, he's baitzea, we're machabit him with being served first. But if he wants to forego his covet and give it first to a rabbi, he can. However, this is only for a meal. However, in shul, when we're dealing with aliyas, a kain is not allowed to be meichel on his covet, but he always gets the first aliyah. But this is only on Shabbos and Yontav. However, on Monday and Thursday, he can be meichel on his covet and give up the aliyah. We actually don't paskin like this. Ayin and Shulchan Arach, Simen, Kuflamet He. Abayah says we have a Messiah that says if no kain is present by Kriya Satira, the order of preference is disbanded, i.e. the Levi does not necessarily get the second Aliyah. If there's no Kayin, there's no need to be Mechabed the Levi. If there's a Kayin but no Levi, you give the second Aliyah also to the Kayin, but to the same Kayin you gave the first Aliyah to. So it was not to imply that the first Kayin was a Pagan. In other words, if there's no Levi, the Kayin gets the first Aliyah, and the same Kayin gets to make a bracha on the second Aliyah. You don't give it to two Kohanim in a row. Tafsamach. What was the Takana? of who has Kadima once you finish giving the Kayin of a Levi. I.e. for Aliyah's number 3 through 7 on Shabbos, how does that order work? Our answer is, 
first Talmidei Chachamim get, then the heads of Batik Knesias are those involved in Chesed get. Today we don't really follow these rules rigidly. Ayin and Simon Kuflam Vav for certain rules of Kadima, how we follow and who gets Aliyahs, for example, like a Chassan gets an Aliyah and has Kadima. A Sefer Torah which is missing one of the five Chamisha Chum Shetara cannot be read from, since it's not Kvayd Hatzibur. Although it's also to write part of one Sefer Navi, it's mutter to write a part of it for the purpose of Chinuch. Rabbi Levi taught us that on the day the Mishkan was completed, eight special parshias were written, including Parshas Kohanim, Pesach Sheini, and Paraduma, i.e. things that are Negea to the Beis HaMikdash. Since Tarish Rabbi Alpeh is so difficult, Hashem made a krisis bris with that part. Rabbi Yehuda Bar Nachmeni says that the Torah says, K'sayv l'cha es advarim ha'ela, and it says, K'yal pi advarim ha'ela. From here we learn, that Torah Shebeksav, you're not supposed to learn balpeh, and things that are learned balpeh are not supposed to be written. Dvarim shebalpeh, iya tarashai lo'imran biksav. And the only reason that Shas was eventually put into writing was because it was feared that it would be lost. Eis lasas Hashem heferu sarasacha. The Rambam, in his introduction to Mishnah Torah, writes that the first time permission was granted to write Torah Shabbat was during the period of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, at which time the Mishnayas were systematically compiled into a Sefer. He explained that it was apparent to the Rabbanim of the time that due to the increasing Roman oppression and the impending Golas, that the Torah was slowly being forgotten and distorted, and the unbroken chain of tradition in Torah Shabbat was now in danger of being permanently severed. They therefore permitted writing the Mishnayas for the sake of preserving the Torah for future generations. If many homes surround a river, Rav says the ones lowest in the valley can divert the water to their homes first. Shmuel says the highest can divert the water first. And since we couldn't paskin here, like Rav or Shmuel, we say, call the Olam Gavar. Whoever takes it first, gets it first. A woman is allowed to lend Kalim to another woman. Even if this other woman is suspected of not keeping shvius, she can still lend her ovens and kalim to make food, even though there's a shash, the kalim will be used to prepare fruits that haven't been handled for shvius properly. She's allowed to be l'sayeya mimneha iser, to contribute towards doing an iser. This is mishum darke shalom. But to actually help prepare the food, that's usher. And the eshes chaver, who's mekayim the mitzvah, can help the eshes amaretz in preparing food. Also, it's permitted to give shalom Say Shalom Aleichem to Goyim, and it's mutter, this is mutter in order to keep the peace, Mibnei Darke Shalom. And the Gemara says, when you're dealing with an Isser Darabana, you can use the Heter of Mibnei Darke Shalom to be Mekel. But if you're dealing with an Isser Daraisa, like Chala, you can't rely on the Heter of Mibnei Darke Shalom. The Gemara says we can entrust Truma to a Jew, even if he's an Amaretz, since he has respect for Truma and therefore won't touch it. But you can't trust it by a Kayan Amaretz, because Libai Gaspa, since he's used to eating truma, he'll have a taiva to eat this truma also. If a boy who was learning in yeshiva gives dough to the wife of an amaretz, he sleeps by, he sleeps in the house of an amaretz and he gives her dough, the bachar must take off meiser when he gives her the dough, and again when he takes the finished bread from her, because she probably did not take it off. A baker who is a chaver, who keeps the mitzvahs, should not separate the challah of the amaretz, since some of the dough may have already become tameh via the kneading of the amaretz, and the kain will eat tummy. However, the baker can make the whole original dough, bitahara, put them in kalim, which aren't makabal tuma, and then take off chala, and when the amaretz picks up what's left, then everything is fine. The chachamim allowed this kula to allow the baker a chance to have a proper parnasa. These kalim, which aren't makabal tuma, are kalim like kleeven or kleadam. 
A person should not go into the house of a guy on his holiday to wish him shalom. But if he sees him in the street, he can give him a quick shalom even on his holiday. When one gives shalom to a king, he should give him a double shalom. And finally, Rabbi Yehuda Amarav says, it's usur for a person to eat anything until he first gives his animals to eat. As we learn from the Pasuk, then asati esev v'satcha livem techa, then it says v'yachalta v'savata, then it says you should eat. This is the Pasuk in Kriyashma. The Magad Avram in Arachayim Simen Kufsamach Zayim says this is only by eating, but one is allowed to drink before he gives his behemoths to drink. As we see from Rivka, by the Maisa of Eliezer, it says, Shasei, you should drink, v'gam gmalecha ashkem, then your camels should drink. This marks the end of this parak. Now let's begin Perak Shishi, Perak Ha'aymer. As background to the Mishnah. There are two types of shluchim for Gittin. Number one is shliach lohelacha, which is the shliach that the husband sends to deliver the get. And number two is shliach lekabala. This is the shliach that the woman sends to receive the get. And the Mishnah says, If a man says to a shliach, bring this get to my wife, since he's a shliach lohelacha, if the husband changes his mind regarding the get before the shliach gives the get, he can be mevatal the get, since the get is bad for the woman. So he can be mavatal at any time before she gets it. But if the woman makes a shliach Kabbalah and the husband put it in the shliach's hands, she's divorced immediately, and he can't change his mind since yadai ki yada. The Gemara. From our Mishnah we learn that hailech is kisri. Once a shliach is sent via the shliach Kabbalah, the shlichus is chal. The Gemara says it's pashat that a man can be a shliach lahilacha for the husband, and that a woman can be a shliach lahilacha for the wife. The question is vice versa. Can a man be a shliach to be makabal a get, or can a woman be a shliach for bringing the get? The Gemara answer is yes, both can actually do this. Actually, vizamachalikas rishayinam, if a wife can appoint a shliach lahilacha. According to the Rambam, she can. According to the Ran, she can't, since miman of shach. If the husband confirms the shliachas, she's the shliach lahilacha of the Baal. And if he doesn't confirm the shlichas, then how can she make stam shliach on the cheshben of the Baal? She can't do that. Once a man makes up that he wants to divorce his wife, regardless of shlichas, he wants to be divorced however it happens. Keep in shenasan enav legarsha, igaresh kolhecha demigarsha. If a woman said to a shliach, be my shliach for Kabbalah, and the shliach says, that to, says to the husband, and the husband says, here, take the get and hoylech, he can't change his mind since we say Heilach Kisri. Reb Nassim says he can't change his mind since we say Heilach Lav Kisri. What if he says Heilach? Here you are. Is Heilach Kisri? We say that it is. By Suffolk the Rabbanan, we paskin Lakula. But by Suffolk the Raisa, we paskin Lachomer. Rav says a woman cannot appoint a Shliach Kabbalah to take the get from the Shliach Lahailacha of the Baal because the get may have first been put into a chatzar that didn't belong to her, thereby breaking the kinyan. This is Midrabanan. Gzera chatzera haba liachar mikan. If a woman is a Safik grusha, and the opportunity for yibam applies, since it's a Safik daraisa, davar shaba we will always do chalitza, but we won't do yibam. The mission. A woman who said to a shliach, go and receive this get, and he did. The woman needs two edim who say, befanenu amra, she said, Hiskabel Ligiti, and two Edim who say, Bifanenu Kibel. So the husband cannot contest the get, and it's a crystal clear good get. And these two sets of Edim can be the same two for both testimonies, or a mix of one plus one with a third aid that's in common between both of them. If a Leva says he owes money to a Malva, even if 100 Edim say he does not, 
We believe him, since we say Haidas Baldin Kame Edim Dami. And a third party who holds a star is believed over either of the two litigants. At the times of the Xeris of the Goyim, Jews used to give Gittin and let them be chal for just a brief moment and then rip them up immediately to avoid potential persecution. In other words, when they wanted to give a get, they would go through the whole process of the ceremony. Then in, in the fear of it, the Goyim might find this star, they ripped it up immediately. Husband who said, I divorced my wife. We believe him, since he has amigo. He could simply give her a get right now. Rabbi Yitzchak said, if a man tells a shliach, go and make kedushin for me with any woman, and the shliach dies, he becomes usher to marry all women in the world, since we say chazaka shliach aisa shlichusay. It's a chazaka that the shliach probably did the shlichas, and right now if he goes and marries somebody stam out there, he may be marrying one of the close relatives of the woman that he was married to through the shlichas that the chazaka, where the shliach had already done the shlichas, and this would be an erva, and he's not allowed to do that. But the klal of shliach aisa shlichusay only applies lahachmer, not lahakal. A woman, however, technically should be believed to say, she says publicly, I'm divorced, since she wouldn't have the chutzpah to say this in public unless she really was divorced. Therefore, we believe her if she says it publicly. The Mishnah. Anarahama Rasa, a girl who was between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, she's still in the rishus of her father, either he, the father, or her, can be makabal veget without das. Rabbi Yehuda says, there's no such a thing as a jewel jurisdiction over a person's status. So only the father can be makabal veget. Unless she's a Yusayma, then she can be Makabal because there's no one else to be Makabal for. A Katana, who doesn't understand the concept of get, cannot accept a get. Think about it. But a Katana who does understand the concept and can protect a get and put it in a safe place, she would be allowed to receive it. Think about it. It's a child who has enough intelligence to know to keep a peanut but throw out a stone. In other words, they know that a peanut is something that can be eaten and that's something worth keeping. But a stone is something that's not worth keeping, therefore it's worth throwing out. A child that has this level of intelligence can make a kinyan for himself, but not for others. But if he's smart enough to give back something when asked to give back something, he can also make a kinyan for someone else as well. According to Shmuel, in both cases, a cotton can only make a kinyan for himself. The whole inyan of if a cotton can be kind of something, if it's not bedasacher, that's a machlekas rishayinim. The Gemara says in order to make a shitufe mavayas, so people who surround a mavoy, a courtyard, can carry, there must be a kinyan made for all the people who live around the mavoy. And a cotton or a shivcha can also be kinda in this kinyan. Here, we can be more makel with a cotton or the shivcha, since shitufe mavayas or eruve chatseras are only dinim midrabanan, since midraisets mutter to carry in a chatser. The only iser is to carry in a rishusarabim. This whole gezeira of making an eruv chatseras is only something which is mitarabana. That's why we can be more makel. The only time the rabbanan made their takanas equivalent to dine daraisa is if the ikr of the din is daraisa to begin with. But if the basis of the halacha is mitarabanan, then they're more makel. Versus a person is mochuyev to take his maeser sheni to Yerushalayim to be paidet. If he doesn't go to Yerushalayim, he must add a knas of one-fifth. However, via harama, by a trickery, it's possible to patter oneself from paying the extra one-fifth if it's done via a third party. A person is not allowed to sell land of a deceased father, he got to be Arusha, until he reaches the age of 20, since that's when he'll have full das. According to Rabbeinu Tam and Taisus Baba Basra Daf Kuf Nun He, a boy under age 20 can't even sell his own land until he's age 20, because it's deemed that he doesn't have the proper das to do that. The Mishnah. Akhtana who said to a shliach, collect my get for me, it's not valid until the get is delivered into her hands, mamish. It's a cotton cannot appoint a shliach. So until then, the husband can change his mind. The next Mishnah. 
as background. Although normally Yisrael is not allowed to eat truma, but if a woman marries a kayan, she can eat truma. And the Mishnah says, if a woman, Aishas Kayan, says to a shliach, bring me my get, at that moment she can continue to eat truma until she actually receives the get, since this now is a case of shliach lohelacha. But if she says, just simply receive my get, she's asr truma as soon as the shliach receives the get. Gemara. We know that a person cannot walk beyond 2,000 amas outside of a city on Shabbos unless a person makes an Erev Tchumen by putting food at the 2,000 amas point. And the Gemara says, if a person says to a shliach, put dates for me at the 2,000 amas point, but the shliach puts figs out there instead of dates, the Rabbanon holds that the Erev is no good, since the specific instructions were for dates, and he actually put out figs. Rabbi Lazar says the Erev is good anyway, because despite the fact he put out figs, that's good enough to create the Erev. The Mishnah. If one says to two people, give a get to my wife, they can write it and give her a get. But if he said in a roundabout Lushan like simply provide for her, since we're not sure what he meant, they cannot go out and write a get. Gemara. Depending on where the statement is said, i.e. in Eretz Yisrael or in Babel, there could be differences on what specific Lushan can mean. Therefore, depending what he said and where he said it, there could be differences if divorce should be chal or not. The Mishnah. They used to say that if a man was taken out in chains and he said, Kasvu get le'ishti, they can write the get and give it to his wife. Since he was confused, we can assume that he meant that they should deliver her the get also. Later they said, the same is true even for a traveler who left town and he said, Kasvu get le'ishti, we still say since he was confused and so on and so forth, that that's enough to assume that he wants to divorce his wife and therefore you can deliver the get to the wife as well. The dinim of Gitin are similar to the dinim of Manas Shchivmera. If he recovers, the matana is not chal, if he doesn't want it to be chal. However, there is a big difference between get and shchivmerah, in that we say, yesh matana lachar misa, therefore it can be chal once he dies. But the get cannot be chal once he dies, because we say the halacha is ein get lachar misa. The next Mishnah. If a person was thrown into a pit, and he said, anyone who can hear me should write a get to my wife Rivka, the listener can write a get, and it's chal. The Gemara. Maybe we should be chayshish that the person calling out from the pit was a shade, was a demon. And therefore, how do you know that it was actually the husband calling out? Gemara answers, they could clearly see the shadow of a man when they looked down into the pit. Therefore, they knew it was a man. I, maybe it's a troublemaker who wants to get the wife divorced. And therefore, somebody standing in the pit is just screaming up, Stam, and it's really not the husband. The Gemara answers, since it's a shas sakana that could cause her to be an aguna, we're not chayshish for this. In other words, if there was word that came out that somebody wanted this woman to get a divorce, by not giving her the divorce, she could live the rest of her life as an aguna, and she'll never be able to remarry. Therefore, because of this chashash, we automatically say that we believe the fact that if someone said they saw somebody in a pit say that, we believe them, and therefore, the get can be given to her. The Mishnah. If a healthy man says, write a get for my wife, but he didn't ask them to deliver it, they should not write a get, since he probably was just joking. But if after this statement, he went up to a roof and committed suicide, we can then assume he wanted her to get the get. Because if now he died committed suicide, and just a few moments before that he said, write a get for my wife, he probably meant that because he was about to commit suicide, he wanted his wife to get the get. If a man just says, give a get to my wife, but he never said, kisvu, he means they should write it also. So the get is good. If one said to three people, give a get to my wife, since these three are like a bezdin, they can appoint others to write it for them, if they want to. If one says to ten people to write a get, one can write and two can sign. But if he says, kulchem ksuvu, all of you should write the get, one writes, but all the rest should sign. If 
one died before the Hasimus to hold get his puzzle, because he had specifically said he wants Kulchem, he wants all of you to write. And since one of them died, it's impossible for all of them to write. The Gemara. Others argue and say if a husband tells someone to write again, they always must write it themselves, but they can never tell someone else to do it. Even if one tells the Bezdin Hagadol the Yerushalayim, they're not allowed to appoint someone else to do it, but rather they must do it themselves. Rabbi Yaisi holds, Mili you can't give instructions to a shliach to tell a cipher to write a get. You can only appoint a shliach to actually give the get. Rameir holds, that you can do this. We generally pass in like Rabbi Yaisi because Nimukai Imai, his svaras are grounded solidly. Isi ben Yehuda used to point out the distinctive qualities of the different Talmidei Chachamim. For example, Rameir was wise and he was a cipher. Rabbi Yehuda was a Chacham Kishayirtse. He could be a Talmud Chacham even under difficult circumstances. Rab Tarfin was like a heap of nuts. He had so many good rayas, it was hard to topple any of the rayas. Rabbi Yishmael was a Chanus Miyuzanus, a well-stocked store, i.e. he always had answers to the questions whenever he was asked. The same way a storekeeper who is well-stocked always has the product when a consumer, customer wants it. Rabbi Akiva was like a storehouse with compartments. He was very Masuda. Rabbi Echanan Ben-Nuri was like a basket of fancy goods. Rabbi Eliezer ben Azariah was like a kupa shal besamim. Mishnah's Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov was kav venaki, straight and clean. He didn't say much, but what he did say was very, very accurate. That's why we always paskin like him, even when his opinion is keneged harav. And finally, Rabbi Yaisi was nimuka imai. He always had good svaras behind his psak. The chidah in Baba Basra, in the Gemara in Baba Basra, asks the following question. The Gemara says there, the a person shouldn't openly praise his friend, because from praise, the discussion will end up leading to saying Lashon Hara. So how did Isi ben Yehuda do this? The Chidah answers, this Isser is only in front of the enemies of the person. Or if one overpraises very much in praise, then he's not allowed to do it. But otherwise, he is allowed to praise a person, even in front of him. The Gemara says, in order to keep the peace, it's better when a person divorces his wife, not to tell a shliach to tell a cipher to write again, and tell Adam to sign it. He should himself tell the cipher and the Adam to do it. This is because someone who wants to make trouble can pose as the husband and tell a cipher to write a get, which the husband really doesn't want. So a cipher shouldn't write and Adam shouldn't sign unless they hear directly from the husband. And the Ritva asks, let's be chayshish that every Adam in the world will end up tricking people like this. So let's not believe any Adam. This is a tzarachim. And finally, the Gemara says, if a man says to ten people, take this get to my wife, only one of the ten people needs to actually deliver the get. But if he says all of you, Kulchem, should deliver the get, then all ten must go. And if he dies, the get is completely puzzled. Rava says, today a person should never use this expression by Edus Haget and say to them the word Kulchem so as to avoid these types of problems. This marks the end of this parak, and at this point we will conclude our share.